Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 51 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. We're finally back after a forced break that entailed exams and vaccination. This is me Neha Shetty and I'm so glad that you all are listening. This episode is all about the enthralling one-off test between England women and the Indian women that took place in Bristol from 16th June to 19th June. India's return to test cricket after over a 6-year gap produced a compelling draw against England. The visitors were asked to follow on. and this was quite interesting because we had to avoid defeat in a match where we had so many debutants play such an important role snee rana's stylish flick to the boundary took her to 80 and this was the second highest score on debut by an indian woman this was behind only shefali varma's 96 in the first innings the 104 run partnership between the debutants snee rana and tania bhatia just fell short of the record for the ninth wicket partnership that was set in 1972 of 107 so what exactly happened in this test match let's see that as we progress in this episode both england and india came into this test handing test debuts now india had five debutants we had shefali varma deepthi sharma snee rana pooja vastakar and tanya bhatia Sophia Dunkley got her England whites. After winning the toss, Heather Knight promptly opted to bat first on a surface that became a talking point following the English cricket board's rather rude handling. We will be focusing on the day-wise highlights, Shefali Varma's debut, the duo of Shefali Varma and Smriti Mandana as openers, the middle order not quite clicking, our bowling, Snee Rana's impressive debut. Deepthi Sharma the all-rounder who's so underrated Poonam Roth and her hallmark consistency and that crucial partnership with Deepthi Sharma England's all-round show and finally Tania Bhatia and Snee Rana's partnership While a great chunk of the test did seem like a one-sided affair you know with England dominating for the better half of the test match the Indian Eels really managed to pull off a draw in what seemed like a certain England win Let's dissect what exactly happened in the match and focus on some crucial pointers in this episode. Let's kick start our discussion with the day wise highlights. Day 1. Half centuries from Tammy Beaumont and Heather Knight made it a very difficult day for India, but late wickets certainly boosted our hopes. England was 269 for 6 at the close of play and giving a huge top for a top level clash was obviously not going to go unnoticed. But the hosts openers Lauren Winfield Hill who was dismissed for 35 and Tammy Beaumont at 66 they looked very comfortable against an Indian attack that was led by veteran pacer Jhulan Goswami they posted 69 runs followed by 71 for the second wicket and 90 for the third with skipper Knight playing a very important role but heather knight could not convert it she just fell 5 runs short of a well deserved 100 where she was trapped by deepthi sharma the wily right arm spinner had previously got the wicket of england skipper nat siver for 42 this was yet another india spinner snee rana who struck three times making a comeback after 5 years snee rana certainly made her presence you know with the frustratingly slow off spinners which was misread by the english batters from a position of dominance where they were sailing at 230 for 3 in 73 overs england ended the opening day's play on 269 for 
and Sophia Dunkley and Catherine Brunt with 12 and 7 were unbeaten. Day 2. England finally posted a very competitive 396 on the board and they declared, which meant India came into batting and on stumps at day 2, Indian women finished at 187 for 5 after 60 overs. They lost 5 wickets for the last 20 runs, but it was such a good day of cricket. And Shefali Varma had a debut to remember. She scored 95 of 152, whereas Swrithi Mandana, her fellow opener, scored 78 of 155. More importantly, India lost their skipper Mithali Raj cheaply. Harman Preet Kaur and Deepthi Sharma would have to resume the innings the next day. The Indian women trailed by 209 runs, and that was day two. Day three. Indian women were 83 for one at stumps after following on on the third day of this very crucial test against England. Shefali Varma looked in great touch as she remained not out on 55 of 68 deliveries when the day's play ended and the final session was washed out because of rain. Deepthi Sharma, 18 not out, was the other batter unbeaten at the crease. Smriti Mandana departed early in the morning session. Earlier, resuming at an overnight score of 187 for five, India was all out for 231 in their first innings. Now this was 165 runs short of England's first innings score of 396 for nine. Now for India, Deepthi Sharma, 29 not out, was the only lower middle order batter to put up some fight as the others were dismissed cheaply. From 167 for no loss, India lost. Eight wickets for thirty runs, with Sophie Eccleston getting the most returns. Her figures read four for eighty-eight. Day four was the final day of the Test match, and there was still any result that was possible, which made the match all the more exciting. A sensational, unbeaten hundred and four run ninth wicket stand between Sneha Rana and Tanya Bhatia forced England women to shake hands on day four of this one-off test against India as we snatched a draw from the jaws of defeat. Then, following on, we reached 3.44 for eight. Shefali Varma's debut. Shefali Varma, at 17 years and 140 days, walked out to bat for the first time in test cricket. This youngster, as talented as she is, is definitely bound to, you know, create so many milestones when she bats well. And her debut test knock of 96 of just 152 balls was no exception. The 17-year-old started out by whipping Catherine Brunt through the mid-wicket region as the seamer got the line a little bit wrong early on. A couple of overs later, Brunt was treated with two gorgeous cover drives by Verma. one which was shuffling across walking a step down the pitch and punching it through extra cover and the other one was an all hands no foot show through covers now this is a 17 year old hitting a world class bowler all around the park at east simply amazing visuals the day before when she took the field after earning her india cap she had already become the third youngest woman to play in the format for india now this was obviously no mean feat She had had an interesting day on the field as well. She took a sharp catch at short leg, despite not looking entirely comfortable at the position because she had to dive around a lot while fielding in the ring to save some crucial runs. But she looked up for it. But it is with the bat in her hand, you know, the one she wields like a weapon, that the world was looking forward to watching her in action. With that half century, she became the second youngest woman to score a Test fifty on debut, and broke so many other records as the match progressed. 
Shefali Verma and Smriti Mandana as our openers. I think one of the biggest positives for India has to be our openers. And their positive intent has greatly helped India post uh, formidable totals right at the top of the order. Now, in the first innings, they gave India a magical start. And in the long run, this duo will certainly be very important for India's prospects. And this is across all formats. The highlight of India's day one was that brilliant opening stand of 167 between Shefali and her veteran, who's actually not that much older than her partner, Smriti Mandana. Now, this was, I think, again, a delightful contrast of styles because Smriti Mandana used her skill of timing to, you know, just caress the ball around the field and especially through covers. While Shefali Verma used her brute strength to, you know, loft those balls into the gaps and make the most of the conditions. Chalk and cheese, they are the two of them when it comes to batting styles, but they're still so effective at the same time. But when their partnership ended, it was the highest for the first wicket by an Indian parent test and the highest against English women. So in the longer run, this is going to be a very important partnership. Another major talking point has to be the middle order not quite clicking. Now, sometimes with your openers giving you such a good start, you would expect them to carry on. But that's not always the case because if one of them gets dismissed, the momentum does shift, right? Now, as one of them is dismissed, it was observed that the momentum completely shifted in England's favour. And they immediately dismissed Mithali Raj, Harman Preetkar and the lower order was getting exposed so quickly in both the innings, which puts a lot of onus on them to, you know, deliver and actually save the match. Case in point has to be that after Shefali Verma's dismissal by cross, India suffered a collapse and when Smriti Mandana was dismissed in a similar fashion to that of Verma and lost Shikha Pandey, Mithali Raj and Poonam Roth as well in that period that you know saw England take four crucial wickets for just four runs, the pressure was insanely high on Indians. Heather Knight, who introduced herself as the sixth bowler, also led this late flurry of wickets. She took two wickets as she sent Pandey and Roth just giving away two runs and she was so economical. Sophie Eccleston also counted for the prized wicket of Mithali Raj when she had caught the Indian skipper at short leg. So this is another problem that we have. Losing wickets in flurry which puts a lot of pressure. To focus on our bowling... Going into the match with three off-spinners, now this included the vice-captain Harman Preetkar, Mithali Raj's team selection did surprise a lot of people. And it did seem like not a great decision, you know, until the third session where our two debutants, Sne Rana and Deepti Sharma, turned things around for India. It wasn't a bad start by the Indian seamers, Goswami Pandey and debutant Pooja Vastripar. Perhaps if one were to nitpick, it could be said that they were too straight at times, attacking the stumps instead of bowling in the channel in and around the off stump and enticing that drive. While Sharma and Rana were the picks of the bowlers for India, Goswami's first two spells ought to be credited you know, for keeping India in the game when there was very little help for the bowlers. Now she bowled 14 overs, giving away just 38 runs at 2.7 runs in over, where all the other bowlers were operating at an economy of over 3 in the first two sessions. With Shika Pandey struggling to get her line and length right, debutant Vastrakar came into bowl as early as the 8th over. She is known for her extra pace. The youngster was clocking in 110 km per hour, but she overpitched at times trying to get some sideways movement. Let's talk about Sne Rana's impressive debut. Sne Rana definitely has to be the pick for India as she really changed our fortunes in the game. 
although she started a little nervously, you know, bowling slightly flat and back of a length that allowed England to pick on her and, you know, off the back foot quite comfortably, Rana found a better rhythm in her second spell and this drew the England batters forward on a more consistent basis. Handed the ball in the 14th over of her comeback game for the national side, the off-spinner finished a dream day, you know, with figures of 3 for 77 in 29 hard-working overs. She picked up the wickets of Tammy Beaumont, Amy Jones and Georgia Elvis. The more she bowled through the day, the better she looked. And when Rana is getting the ball to drift away from the batters, you know she is going to be bowling somewhere close to her best. Deepti Sharma, the all-rounder who's so underrated. Another major positive for India has to be Deepti Sharma, as in this format too, we got to see what she can offer and her consistency is something that has to be lauded. Scoring a valiant 29 of 73 balls in the first innings and then going on to her debut half century, a fluent 54 of 168 batting at 3. And this was as a night watchman, but she clearly wasn't batting like one as she was really timing the ball well, she was defending well and she had a mighty impressive show and she displayed a wide range of shots. Her defence technique was watertight and she starred with the ball, scalping the wickets with her fielding being top-notch as usual. Let's talk about Poonam Roth and her hallmark consistency and that partnership with Deepti Sharma. Poonam Roth has a technique that is perfectly moulded for this longer format and really augurs well for the team when she gets going as she can stay in the crease longer, forge those crucial long partnerships. With the experience of batting together several times with Deepti Sharma in the 50-over format, the duo had no issue whatsoever to build a partnership and reduce the deficit for India. While Poonam Roth was playing positively against the spinners, Sharma was happy to negate the seamers and ensure they did not get any wickets further. Once they got their eye in, Roth and Sharma started picking their boundaries with ease. Anything too short or too full, Sharma was quick to capitalize on it. Roth was also proactive in the crease as she was using her legs very well. The back foot punch through covers or even the sweep through square leg were very smart shots. And she's again clever enough to play with spin, manipulating the field and getting those crucial singles and doubles to keep the scorecard moving. England's all-round show. Now if something really clicked, it has to be the prolific all-round performance put in by England in all the departments. Be it their batting, bowling or fielding, they were just top-notch and they really looked like a solid unit. Heather Knight had an exceptional first innings as she scored 95 and with Nat Siver also scoring a good 42 with debutant Sophia Dunkley looking so positive she got that 74 and the late 47 by Anya Shrubsoul ensured that they put 396 on the board batting first which was extremely impressive. Even with the bowling in the first innings, Ecclestone was impeccable taking four wickets and was complemented so well by the rest of the bowling lineup who chipped in with those economical overs whenever needed. But their bowling looked deflated in the second innings after India was able to put on a respectable total and get across the follow on the imposed and that's when the Indians actually exerted control over the match. Tammy Beaumont was impressive as she fiddled with the Indian bowlers at ease and she put out a spectacular array of her trademark scoops, laps, paddles and she milked the spinners with so much ease and that garnered a lot of praise. She took 99 balls to get there. 
she used her feet well against Neerana's off-spinner, charging down the track and belting her past mid-on for four. She did add those crucial 71 runs for the second wicket with Heather Knight. Her footwork eventually led to her downfall as well, when she failed to get to the pitch of a Rana delivery and poked it with you know hard hands and lobbed the catch to a tumbling Shifali Varma at short leg. But the opener had done her job and she had ensured that England had a platform to build on. My last and final segment will focus on Tanya Bhatia and Sne Rana's impressive partnership. Now one can recall how the Indian men's team gave such a performance to remember versus Australia and Sydney with that iconic draw. Our women too gave us a memory to cherish and this was courtesy an amazing match-winning partnership by Sne Rana and Tanya Bhatia which ensured the draw. The duo remained unbeaten till the end and they saved the day for India because India was down to 199 for 7. Ecclestone had had a run through the Indian middle order and we really needed a partnership to take India safely to the shore. This is when Shikha Pandey joined Rana in the middle and the 26-year-old bided her time to you know, get used to the conditions and she played with caution till England got the second new ball. Although Sne Rana's cover drives were entertaining, I think the talking point of her knock was her off-stump awareness and the way she left balls on length just outside off-stump. Together, they added 41 runs before Pandey got run out to one of the harmless down-the-leg deliveries from Nat Silver. She made 18 of 50. Meanwhile, Rana held fort at the other end as Tanya Bhatia joined her in the middle. With the wicketkeeper showing solid temperament and technique to handle Ecclestone and Heather Knight against spin, Rana was happy to play against the seamers. The pressure mounting on England bowlers to enforce a result helped the duo play positively from ball one of their partnership. Heather Knight tried all strategies in her book. She rotated her seamers, Brunt, Shrubsole and Siver to put pressure on Rana and Bhatia. The off-spinning all-rounder still batted seamlessly and showed no signs of nerves and she took the attack to the bowlers whenever she deemed necessary. She brought up her half-century in 51 balls. Tanya Bhatia was perfect company for Rana, rotating strike as much as possible, playing attacking shots only if it was risk-free. Now with the Indian lead going past 120 and the overs left in the day also reducing, they started playing a bit more aggressively and Sne Rana in particular opened up and started playing shots across the ground. Soon enough, Tanya Bhatia too brought her shots against Ecclestone, slicing the star spinner through point and followed it up with a pull through mid-wicket. She hit a couple more of Kate Cross and closed in on her half-century. Together, the duo added 100 runs for the ninth wicket, and with 10 overs to go till the end of play, both the teams agreed for a draw. Sne Rana remained unbeaten till the end with 80 of 154 balls, while Bhatia made 44 of 88. Ecclestone was the pick of the bowlers for England, finishing with 4 for 118. The teams shared two points each going into the limited overs leg of the series. In conclusion, the player of the match was Shefali Varma, who hit 96 in the first innings and 63 in the second innings of her very first test match. The young opener was deservingly declared the player of the match. Rana was India's bowling star. She claimed four wickets and that unbelievable partnership she stitched with Tanya Bhatia will always be remembered. 
it was also great to see our uh, veterans you know jhulan goswami and mithali raj in whites and the team played as a unit they showed their caliber in the second innings and we have so much to take away from this test match it was so special and it was echoed by the sentiments of so many people who tuned in to watch this match this hard fought draw gives us two points and even england gets two points this is a multi format series and it becomes important to make the most of each of these matches it also makes a strong case for women's tests with this we draw curtains on what is served as the analysis episode of the test match featuring india and england it was a brilliant advertisement for women's cricket as well personally for me it was really fun writing this episode as it was after the exams and hoping you all liked it as well your kind words and support really gives me the strength and zeal to keep working and delivering quality content to you all a heartfelt thank you do check out at the rate never in the back foot on instagram and at the rate never in the back one on twitter for the latest facts trivia quizzes terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this season The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Also feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions for the already published episodes and recommendations for future topics. Do share this widely and your support is really appreciated. See you next time listeners. Cheers, stay safe and please take care. Bye for now.